If you're at a place where you need to change your life, then you're in luck because my guest today is Peggy McCall, the author of the amazing read Savvy Wisdom, endorsed by the secret star Bob Proctor. And yes, we do have Bob here with us as well. It wasn't my parents' fault. It wasn't my boss's fault. It wasn't because of my brothers or my sister. I had to take responsibility and move into action. If you want it, make a decision. And then hold the image in your mind that you've already got it. What you're really doing is playing around with frequencies. It's like changing radio stations. Most people are on an AM frequency and they're trying to get FM music. It's not going to happen. Get vividly attached to all the aspects of that outcome in your life as if it's real and here now. We're God's highest form of creation. No one can even guess at what we're capable of doing. Our problem is we've never learned how to set the goals properly to really tap into what we've got going for us. And we're taught our limitations rather than our possibilities. Peggy McCall is a seasoned veteran in changing lives. She helped develop the blueprint used across the $56 billion personal development industry today. With decades of service, Peggy has become an internationally recognized and sought-after entrepreneur whisperer, mentoring and helping hundreds of people to establish million-dollar businesses. Thousands of people each year make their dream a prosperous reality by taking the courses provided by Peggy's company, Dynamic Destinies, which are designed to help manifest anything in their life and business they truly desire. I'm your host, Kiana Danielle, a four-time and a newly best-selling author and the founder of the Investiva Movement, where we are moving towards helping one million moms take control of their financial future by the year 2025. This is going to be part one of a three-part series with Peggy McCall and Bob Proctor, so make sure to hit that like button, smash the subscribe button, and hit the bell notification as well so you don't miss out on our next episodes. Now, let's Let's go and say hi to Peggy and Bob. Welcome, 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 Peggy McCall and Bob Proctor. Oh my gosh, I cannot even believe that you guys accepted this interview and you're here. And guess what, Peggy? This came to my mail yesterday. I've been in back-to-back meetings up until an hour and a half ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, when am I going to read this? And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just read like a few pages. And I started reading it without even knowing I finished it, like literally in an hour. Such an easy read, such a beautiful, oh my gosh, I just needed this. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Bob, I can see that you have just said, I just love this book. And that's like literally like, okay, that's exactly what I thought. I just love this Struck me exactly the same way. And I'm just going to jump into, is it okay if I just jump into some like geeky questions? Because as I was reading this, this is a story of a girl named Sophie who got assistance, got guidance basically in high school after a heartbreak, which is like every girl's story. I'm like, oh my God, I want to end my life. And 
And then this man with white hair comes along and gives her guidance. So clearly the first question is, is this based on you, Peggy and Bob? Because like the, as I was reading, it was like, this is Bob, this is Bob. And I was like, okay, the guy gets heart transplant. I immediately Googled Bob Proctor heart and he had to, I'm like, is, is, is it just, just me or it has anything to do with you guys? <laughs> it definitely has a lot to do with us. And Bob didn't have a heart transplant. He had heart surgery. Heart surgery so yes. there's some things in there that are many things that are true. His wisdom is true. And it absolutely transformed my life in every way. And some of the stories are true, too. It starts with Sophie heading to the park that day to end her life. I mean, that was the intention. And that definitely was where I was way back then. So it is based on a true story. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, did Bob actually come? (laughs) To the the park? park? (laughs) (laughs) No, he did not. But I do have I do have the uh, handkerchief that <laughs> with the embroidery on it, as you read about in the in yeah. the book. I had these made actually after the fact. So because I decided to write a book, I wanted to write a parable. And ba- oh, Bob has his too. And what about me? <laughs> oh, yes, I have to send you one. <laughs> I'll send you one. Thank you, Kiana. So it, I mean, it was really based on my life. I didn't meet Bob in a park. I met him at a seminar where he was the speaker and it was a very similar experience where I was kind of dragged into this event. I did not want to go. I was told you have to go. And I was like, I don't want to go. And I was just looking for the the first opportunity to, you know, leave the seminar. So I showed up at the seminar and I arrived and there was one seat in the house and it was front row center. And so I sat down and then Bob came on the stage and I mean, he woke me up. I mean, you understand when you're in this dark place of not even wanting to live, that's a really challenging place to be. And he said many things that evening that just literally changed the way I was thinking and including if you want your life to change, you must change. And I realized that it wasn't my parents' fault. It wasn't my boss's fault. It wasn't because of my brothers or my sister. I had to take responsibility and move into action. And when Bob started to make recommendations, I knew he knew a heck of a lot more than I did. And I decided I would absolutely follow him. And that's what I did. Well, the the book is amazing because it brings to life so many like real life examples that literally every person goes through heartbreak. Like who hasn't had a heartbreak that they wanted to just, okay, this is it. I want to, especially when you're a teenager, like those are some really crucial years. And I'm so glad that you wrote this book in such an easy language that teenagers can actually read because we have a lot of parents in our audience and my goal is actually to help families help their children learn about these life skills early on so really thank you for writing this in a way that really people of any generation can relate to but then it move for moves on to you know death in the family mm-hmm. how many people just can't move on from death in the family finding it to more health issues. And then what I loved 
I mean, towards the end, at the, at the beginning, it's like, okay, what's your passion? And then you move on, okay, money. And then you move on, hey, you got everything, but what about your health? Right. And, so true. And that, that is very, the timing of this is very interesting to me. Agreed. Because I'm in the wealth category. So I serve people in the sense that I, I teach them how to take control of their financial future. And I like to lead by example. And I like to set really amazing wealth goals for myself and then go and reach it and then tell my students, see, it's possible. And the interesting thing is that I had set my new goal for this year at an amount, dollar amount, which was 10x of the dollar amount of last year. And I was like, okay, you guys, you see, so I'm going to manifest it. Just watch me. And then yesterday I had to go live in this very group that people are watching you right now and say, you guys have decided to back paddle and change because I feel like this may not be the right choice for other aspects of my life. And I was wondering, did I do the right thing? And I have Bob Proctor and Peggy McGall over here. <laughs> and I wanted to see if I actually did the right thing. If I, cause I was like, okay, I know exactly how to get to that number this year. But I feel like because I know the how, uh, I feel like my health is going to be challenged. And then I read in your book that Savvy told Sophie, don't worry about the how, just focused on the thing, the goal. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys have for us? Because when I shared that vulnerable moment with my students, everybody's like, you're right, go for it, go, like be kind to yourself. I just want to know, and I think everybody else we, we kind of struggle with goal setting. It's now open. Can you please, Peggy and Bob, any wisdom would be very welcome. I think Bob should There is only one. one prerequisite for setting a goal, and that's do you want it? If you want it, make a decision. And then hold the image in your mind that you've already got it. What you're really doing is playing around with frequencies. It's like changing radio stations. Most people are on an AM frequency and they're trying to get FM music. It's not going to happen. If you want to achieve a goal, you have to act like the person that's already got it. You got to think like that person. You've got to feel like that person. You got to act like that person. And then it's going to happen. And what you've really done is moved yourself onto a frequency where all the good to accomplish that goal exists. That's exactly what Sophie did in the book. Mm -hmm. Listen. Ed Hillary did not know how to get to the top of Mount Everest till after he got there. The Wright brothers didn't know how to get the plane off the ground until after they got it off the ground. People that have made big, great breakthroughs in life didn't know how to do what they were doing until after they accomplished it. If you knew how to reach the goal, you're going sideways. You're not going ahead at all. And the trick of life is to grow. Your spiritual DNA is perfect. There's perfection within you. And it's that perfection that wants to express itself with and through you. So the only prerequisite for making a decision on a goal is do you want it? Do you want to? You don't have to know how to get there. I tell a story in the book about a couple that wanted to buy a house. And I said, go buy the house. And they said, we can't buy the house. We haven't got any money. And I said, you don't need any money. 
They said, what do you mean we don't need any money? I said, you haven't made a decision to buy the house. What do you need the money for? See, it may sound like a little thing, but it's a, it's a big thing. Your only prerequisite is that, do you want to multiply it by 10? And if you already know how, you're not stretching. If you know how to do something, you're not growing. You're going sideways. It's a repeat performance. So here's where I struggled with the goal, right? I felt that, of course, I wanted that number. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't want to grow by 10x? I, that, so when I try to imagine a goal or manifest a goal, I, I want to feel happy about it, right? So this 10x goal for me, I was closing my eyes and maybe it was because I was so concerned about the how, or maybe it was, it just felt so scary to me. And you made I an assumption. scared of that number. And you made an assumption that it was going to affect your health and not in a good way. And if that's what you believe, you're very likely not going to move in that direction. So you can make a decision that you want to 10 times your results and have it be easy. So when you're visualizing or imagining that you already have it, imagine it being a wonderful experience and you're perfectly healthy. Get vividly attached to all the aspects of that outcome in your life as if it's real and here now. And so there was a paradigm there that came up for you. That's that's what showed up was this paradigm that if you are going to 10 times your income, it means you're going to sacrifice your health. And then your, your thought was, I don't want to sacrifice my health. I've got important things to do in this world. I have a family to take care of. I have people to serve. And so I would suggest see yourself 10 times in it or more if that's what you want. The same efforts required. It's like Napoleon Hill said in Think and Grow Rich. No more effort is required to aim high in life, to demand abundance and prosperity. Then is required to accept misery and poverty. No more effort. Just really think about that. Really, that is like one of my favorite quotes out of the book, Think and Grow Rich. No more effort. You still have 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're not going to get more. It's going to be the same amount of time. Just choose for it to be easy. The more you're in alignment, as Bob had mentioned, the FM dial, the more you're in alignment, the easier it's going to go for you. Just ensure that you're doing that. Just like Sophie did in Savvy Wisdom. I mean, Savvy invited her to focus right focus on the outcome see yourself like what even with the the house story that's in in the book i noticed you were smiling and you're smiling because as you just heard bob share the story that he's talking about is in his book called you were born rich and that's where i got it from so when i wrote savvy wisdom obviously i was making it all up i mean just put my fingers on the keyboard and i let it flow i got in harmony with the book and the message that i wanted to deliver and i let it flow i allowed the universe to flow to and through me and that's how it came to be and so when you're when you're reading it and i know bob was probably smiling when he was reading it and you see stories there where Savvy's giving Sophie wisdom about, well, Sophie, if you want the house, get the house. You're the only one standing in your way. I mean, I can hear him saying these words to me or on stage. This is his wise advice that I heeded. I didn't just listen. I heeded. I followed through with what he suggested. Well, what you were saying, Kiana, you thought you may have to give up your health for the 10 times income. 
I would suggest that that's your old paradigm. We're all programmed. We're programmed genetically and then we're programmed environmentally. We're programmed genetically from the moment of conception. All of mom's DNA and dad's DNA created your DNA. Well, then you're programmed by your environment. And we're programmed to think this is where we belong, where we are. And of course, it's not where you belong. You belong wherever you want to go. And when you think of 10 times, the old paradigm would probably kick in. And so you started to think maybe I'd have to give up my health. How about earning 10 times and becoming a hell of a lot healthier? Add health to whatever you're doing on your show. And tell them they can multiply their income and multiply their health this way at the same time. We're God's highest form of creation. No one can even guess at what we're capable of doing. Our problem is we've never learned how to set the goals properly to really tap into what we've got going for us. And we're taught our limitations rather than our possibilities. I love this, that you want this goal to basically capture everything. So it wasn't just health for me. It was like, if I want to reach this, then I'm not going to have enough time with my daughter. She's growing up. Like all these things, all these false beliefs. Well, attacking me that in order to 10x my company, look how much I work to go from zero to the amount a million. Oh my gosh, I probably have to work 10 times harder to get to the 10x, and that would mean no time with my daughter, and I don't want that. Why don't you set the goal to earn the 10 times where you can have more time with your daughter, more times for the creative aspect of your business? You can have anything you want. So you're just thinking, if I'm gonna earn 10 times as much, I gotta work 10 times as hard. How about not working as hard? Don't do as much and earn more. I have to ask this question, both from Peggy and Bob. Do you have what you want in life right now? I'm working toward what I want. I have a lot of things. I have a company that operates all over the world. We operate in 91 countries. I have my own television station that I'm in right now. I can broadcast all over the world from here. Multiple cameras, we get the editing, we get the whole deal going. These are all things I wanted and I set goals. And we're still working towards more goals. So you never stop. You're always setting the next goal. Absolutely. I'll be 87 on my next birthday. I get as much energy as most people. 37. I have no intentions of slowing down. Why would you slow down? I love it. I love it. I will love it. And I wish my husband was watching this. So (laughs) (laughs) we need to we need to get this word out to as many people as possible. And you guys, in the next segment of this, I hope I'm what I'm hoping to become a three episode series. I would uh, dive more into how to manifest anything you want at a specific time frame. And I would also, I saw a video of Bob talking about how to get rich overnight. So it's kind of the same thing. And we touched upon shifting your paradigm, manifesting all that in this segment. And you guys, you have no idea. This book needs to be in your library. I would say, I would dare to say, especially if you have teenagers in the house. Definitely. Oh my God. Like, I feel like this was meant to be coming on my desk because we just shift our goal to help parents. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is a book I want to give my daughter when she grows up. This is a book I needed when I was a teenager. And I was like, I want to kill myself. 
It's amazing. Thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you so much, Bob, for being here. And you guys watching on YouTube, please, in the comments, tell me what it is that you want to manifest. Write down your exact goal with the time frame that you want. And let's go. Let's go. Thank you so much. Share it with everybody and like it. And I'll see you in the next segment. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Peggy. At the end of each video, by the way, I ask all my guests to make a silly face in a count of three. <laughs> and both of you have to do it in the count of three. Are you guys ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love it.